This is the Lamplight Radio Play. It was a Tuesday night. Carl had asked me and Seth to come out and meet him at this pub way out in the sticks. I get there and they're just sitting there at the table, not talking. Hey guys. Hey. Have a seat. What's going on? Don't know. He was waiting for you. Okay. I think I need your help. I, uh, I think I'm being followed. By who? I don't know. Is this like when Lucy was leaving her thong in your mailbox and no, shit? it's not like that. Wait, when was that? A couple of months ago. I'm being serious here? <laughs> Sorry. What's going on, Carl? I'm being followed and it wants to hurt me. Who wants to hurt you? It's like a mime. Like a what? A mime? Mind? Like a motherfucking mime. Stupid clown, white face paint, black lips. You're making no goddamn sense. I mean, how do you even piss off a mom? I know, I know, but I'm serious. I'm serious too. You know that old theater on Coughlin Boulevard? That's all boarded up? Yeah. Sure. A few weeks ago, Lucy and I broke in. Dude! Oh, there's so many things wrong with that sentence. I know. She texted me, said, let's go check out that old theater, and I said, okay. And the front door was unlocked, so we went in. It was creepy. Old posters for burlesque shows and old vaudeville stuff. And the theater itself was a wreck. Half of it was junk and debris instead of seats. But the stage was in perfect shape. Shiny and polished like it had just been built. So we get up on the stage and start making out a little. And there's this big thud, and we both almost shit ourselves. I'm expecting the lights to go on and some guy to start yelling at me. But it wasn't that. It was just that the trap door on the stage had swung open. I went over and looked down the hole, and there were steps. And I went down them. There wasn't much down there, just some old costumes and stuff. But there was a door. I turned the doorknob and it was unlocked, but I decided, fuck this, and I went back up. When I got to the stage, Lucy was gone, but her purse was gone too. I I figured the queen of kink just freaked out and took off. So I did too. And that's when it started. That's when what started? It started following me. The mime. Yeah, I still understand. Yeah, the mime. I first noticed it when I left the theater. I'm getting in my car, and across the street it was standing there, leaning at some impossible angle against an invisible light post or something, and then it stood up and waved at me. Now I see him everywhere, and it's threatening me. Like it points his fingers at you, goes bang bang? Yes! Among other things. Everywhere I go, it's like the feeling of that theater, like I'm slowly drowning in the wrongness of the place, and I'm sure it's going to kill me. You're worried the mime is going to kill you. I'm kidding, guys. No, I'm serious. It's just a joke. You're usually better at jokes. It's a joke. It's fucking crazy, right? This round is on me. Hey, sit back down, man. How do we help? Wait, I want to hear more about this. No, you're right. It was a bad joke. This isn't like you. I'm fine. I'm not sure about that. That's your deal. Then sit down and we'll hang out. I gotta run. Carl. Okay, look. I just got other shit going on. It's messing with me. I'll text you as soon as I get home. And when you wake up in the morning. Okay. 
See ya. The fuck was that? We should call someone. His boss? Does he have any family here? We decided to text him when we got back home, and then we'd keep tabs on him the next day. Like, shoot him a text every hour. He wrote us back that night and said he was fine. And apologized for acting weird. The next day, Carl was dead. His carpool buddy came to pick him up, and he was lying dead at the bottom of the stairs. Well, the police said it was an accidental fall. There was no sign anyone else had been there, no sign to struggle, and a bunch of empty beer bottles on the coffee table. They were so confident that it was an accident that when it came to testing his blood samples, they pretty much put it at the end of the line. They say it could be eight months before they tell us anything. What? How? They said it's the normal wait time for this kind of autopsy in this county. I mean, that's that's just weird. I know. So, what do you think about what Carl was telling us? Yeah, I don't know. Me neither. I started looking into that theater. It's the Dionysus Theater, and it's pretty fucked up, dude. Fucked up how? Seriously fucked up. So let me tell you why the Dionysus Theater is so fucked up. The Dionysus Theater was built in the early 1800s for an eccentric elite. Minstrels, burlesque shows, wild avant-garde shows that played short, semi-secret runs. The theater had a small but devoted circle of fans. And everyone else either hated it or was afraid of it. Once radio came on the scene, it mostly sat dormant. But it was never torn down, even becoming a designated historical site in the 70s. Then in 1982, six teenagers chose the theater for the location of a murder-suicide pact. All six of them died on the stage, where Carl and Lucy were making out. It's been abandoned ever since. It can't be torn down because it's an historical site, so the historical society is in charge of its upkeep. I gotta say, that's the last place I'd go to make out. Yeah. We shouldn't have let him go home that night, man. I feel like we betrayed him. I know. It's all I think about. Yeah, me too. After Carl died, I, I couldn't sleep. And when I did, the dreams were terrible. In most of them, I'd be dreaming a normal dream, and Carl would be there. He'd explain that he wasn't dead, and it was all a mistake, and we'd hug or high-five, and... And then I'd notice that he was wearing white face paint and his clothes were all black and his head was bent at this weird angle and I'd wake up. During the daytime, out of the corner of my eye, I saw glimpses of a black figure that disappeared the moment I looked at it. But I just figured it was me being tired. I haven't done shit like this since middle school. College for me. Seth was having similar problems, so the day before Carl's funeral, we decided to check out the theater ourselves. Oh. I had to use the flashlight on my phone. There was a ticket booth inside the lobby, with velvet ropes hanging from the poles, and the ropes were crumbling and rotting. And there were posters on the walls, and they were messed up. There was one of nearly naked preteens with these really weird gold masks on. I think they had a play called The Kink in Yellow? That sounds fun. It doesn't look fun. Check it out. 
Oh, fuck that. Let's check out the stage and get out of here. Yeah. The theater was exactly as he described. Half the seats were gone. I mean, the red curtains were still hanging, but falling apart. It stank like a moldy thrift store. We walked up to the stage and we're hanging out at the edge of it. Looks brand new, like he said. Now, where's the trap door he mentioned? Quite impressive, isn't it? S sorry, uh, we're, we're just, uh... It's okay. I'm Shelley Carterhouse. I work for the Historical Society. This was such a beautiful place once. We even had a president visit once. Wow. You can tell. This theater in particular was known for its utmost dedication to upholding the traditional artistry of Commedia dell'arte. The costumes, the masks, the Zani characters. Oh, it was really something. What about mimes? Mimes? <laughs> only the purest forms of mime in this theater. Creating and changing the world using only gestures. Like those little movements were wizardry. How come the stage is in such good shape? It's newer than the rest. Rebuilt in 49. You can walk on it. It's safe. I'm, I'm good here. Sure. God, it looks damn good for 70 years. Is there a trap door? No, I don't think so. I heard a rumor that a bunch of kids killed themselves here. That is true. Some sort of ritual. Yeah, I, I don't see a trap door. Nick, let's go. Thanks for talking to us. My pleasure. Thank you. I did sleep better that night, but the trip to the theater was absolutely a mistake. The next day was the funeral, and it was awful. After that, there was a wake at his cousin's house. Hey, dude. Hey. So, uh, come with me. Outside. Real quick. We went out to the front porch. Okay, look. Where? There. There, over there. Come, come, come here, you see it? No. It's gone now. It was looking through imaginary binoculars. And then when it saw me, it acted surprised and stepped away. That thing that Carl saw? It's making fun of me for looking for it. Hey, man, are you okay? For now? Yeah. Carl had like a week, right? Dude, it's probably just bad luck or insomnia and shit. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Let's, uh, let's head back in. A couple hours later, as the wake was wrapping up, and after Seth had already left, I made a phone call. Historical Society, how may I help you? Hi, I'm calling for Shelley Carterhouse. I'm sorry, who? Shelley Carterhouse. Um, there's no one here by that name. This is the Historical Society, right? Well, yes, it is. I met her at the Dionysus Theater a few days ago, down on Coughlin Boulevard. Yeah, I know the theater. Um. I'm just not showing any Kelly or Shelley Carter houses or anything similar in our directory. Bullshit! We, we met her, right? Yeah. It gets worse. I googled her. One of the victims of that suicide pact was named Michelle Carterhouse. Fuck. I'm so fucked. It's that goddamn theater. I know it. The next three days were spent researching. And who are you? Just someone curious about theater history. I even went down to the university and talked with their professors Can in I the ask theater. Some questions about the Dionysus Theater. 
Absolutely. What do you want to know? The original theater of Dionysus Eleutherius goes all the way back to 600 BC. Dionysus was a Greek god of plays, but also merriment, wine, fertility. His cult was focused on drinking as much wine as possible. Sounds like the god of stupid college kids. Well, that theater was actually the birthplace of Greek tragedy. Tell me about the history of mimes. Were they ever evil? No, they weren't evil. Originally, they weren't the clown-like characters of today. The actors were highly trained. Their movement had precision you'd expect from a kung fu master today. They conjured the whole story with movement. Been around, evolving for thousands of years. They'll never go away completely. I've been doing some research over the past few days. What'd you find? Here's a blurb from an article about the cult. According to their writings, authorities believe they wanted to conjure and control a race of beings from another dimension. That should sound ridiculous. I see it every time I look outside now. It tumbled down a flight of stairs and broke its neck. You know, like Carl. I've been looking up exorcisms and protection spells and crap, but none of them really fit. We've got to try something. Yeah, I know something I can try. Tonight, a three-alarm fire and a historic site reduced to ashes. The old Dionysus Theater was set aflame last night. Well, the next the night, an arsonist set fire to the Dionysus Theater. Arson and are asking help from any residents. The news said it burned to the ground. Seth and I want to check it out. Wow. Damn. They had erected a set of chain-link fences, and beyond that, it was just a pile of rubble. So it looks like the stage was wiped out. Is, is that what you think? Can't say for sure, but yeah, it would have to be. I didn't hear much from Seth for the next week, other than a couple of texts saying, I, I think it's fixed, and I slept last night. Then... It's back. I need you to come pick me up. Holy shit! It's, it's doing shit now! Hey, are you okay? I think it's just messing with me, but get over here. It doesn't happen when I'm not alone. Okay, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I drove over to his place, and from the outside, everything looked fine. He lived in a small apartment complex on the second floor. The light was off in his place, and one of the windows was open. Nothing looked broken. Nick! Nick! He came hustling out of the front door Nick! to me. I'm so, I'm so glad you're here, man. Are you okay? I, I think it's... I think it's just fucking with me. What's going on, man? It's like throwing stuff at my windows. It, it was at my window, like at my window, right outside it somehow with a slingshot. Hey, you want to crash at my place tonight? Dude, that'd be great. Okay, look, I'm parked right around the corner. I shouldn't have let Carl go home, man. I really screwed up. It wasn't just you. My car window broke. Shit, dude. Seth's looking across the street. And then I see it. Dressed in black, white face. His skin is twisted. It's burnt. I think the fire got to him, but just not enough. It's loading an imaginary arrow on an imaginary bow, and it aims it right at us. Don't follow! It shot him. And he dropped to the ground. But then he's up on his feet again, scrambling away. But he's hurt. It fires another arrow. Seth's on the ground trying to stand up. The mime approaches him, stands right over him, 
and swings an imaginary hammer, or maybe it was an axe. <laughs> then it opened up an imaginary trapdoor and it looked right at me. It gave a little wave and dropped inside and disappeared. Seth, Seth. Oh my God, oh my God. I'll tell the police that I just arrived and found him like this. Fuck. They'll believe me. They'll determine that it was a suicide because directly above his body is his balcony, and he leapt off. They were so confident they said it would be months before they even analyzed the blood samples. So yeah, two of my friends asked for my help and are dead now. I can tell you that if I see this thing again, I'm not telling a soul. Not a soul. I'm not crazy. That was The Mime based on the story by Mary San Giovanni, found in Volume 2, Issue 3. Nick was played by Jamie Alvera, Seth by Mani Ali Ahmed, Carl Jamal Douglas, Shelley Carterhouse by Marlee Kandel. The news reporter was Garrett Thane, the professors Nima Rad, Kate Torrey, and a special cameo from Amy Sutton of The Saga of the European King, which is a funny, sharply written audio drama that you should all go check out. The music in the bar was from the band Transpanda. The score was composed by Greg Myers, adapted and produced by Andrew Wardlaw. When I spoke to Mary Sanjivani about this piece, she talked about the training and precision required to be a mime, and it struck her how that resembled casting a spell, and hence, this story was born. You can find more like this in the pages of Lamplight Magazine. You can get a subscription on our website and we'll send ebooks to your inbox or Kindle. I'm Jacob Haddon, editor of Lamplight Magazine. The Lamplight Radio Play is produced by Andrew Wardlaw and myself. You can follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or direct on the website, lamplightmagazine.com. See you next time. <laughs>